the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. We are fortunate to be alive at this moment in history. I can hear you. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. The truth is plain to see. If you want freedom, take pride in your country. If you want democracy, hold on to your sovereignty. It's time for the Pro-America Report with Ed Martin of The Answer San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin, great to be with you tonight in the in the Pro-America uh, Report. Excuse me. And it is certainly an interesting time in this country. So much happening, uh, you know, whether it's uh, politics, uh, media, everything is impacted now uh, by what I like to call. And I know that the Chinese Communist government doesn't like it when I do this, so that's why I do it so uh, regularly. I've settled on the Wuhan virus. The Wuhan virus, it's where it started. It seems to be where it was uh, kind of got out of the box. So the Wuhan virus, we'll talk a lot about that and what you need to know. And we will also talk about some politics. Uh, Joe Biden was out there today. He he did what you'd expect. He tried to take advantage of the situation. Um, not in a terrible way. That's what politicians do. You can't blame him too much. Um, but we will uh, we'll talk about him and what's going on. Of course, we're building towards the the Bernie trap has been laid and the the debate on Sunday with Bernie and Biden should be fascinating. We'll also talk with Ron Calzone. Ron Calzone is a um, businessman. He's a rancher in Missouri, way out in the country, Maris County. That's spelled like Marie's or M-A-R-I-E-S, Maris County, beautiful county in in, uh, sort of western central Missouri. And he's a rancher, but he also has a small business. He makes a, kind of a, a trailer uh, for industrial use. And then he also is just a great freedom fighter. And he's going to fill us in on the Second Amendment Preservation Act, which is uh, moving in Missouri. I'll give you an update on that. And then our old friend, Rachel Bovard, who is uh, with, well, she does a bunch of stuff. She's a pretty extraordinary uh, woman. She does a, um, she is a lawyer who heads up and assists with uh, some of the work that happens at the um, Internet Accountability Project. I think her, yeah, she. Senior policy advisor there, so she's uh, she worked for Rand Paul for a while and Mike Lee, and there's a new act called the Earn It Act. We'll get an update from her on that, so that should be good. And she's always great to talk to. So all that and more. First, what you need to know. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to be to the program tonight. And you know, I get I get people that are asking me again and again to give them an update on. Um, what we're doing with the um, with my email list. So, you know, people that say they want to sign up and they didn't know where to go. Well, here's where you go. Right now, I'm going to tell you. Go to edmartinlive.com and a pop-up box will pop up. Put in your email address and I will send you every morning at 5 a.m. an email that will give you what you need to know, a link to part of this program, and some key stories that I link to throughout the uh, across the universe and the, of the Internet. So go there and tune in. You want to get that. Every, edmartinlive.com. If you want to get to me directly, you can email me, edit edmartinlive.com, edit edmartinlive.com, or you can text me, 314-256-1776. So lots of ways to get through. On Twitter, it's at Eagle Ed Martin. Now, uh, first, what you need to know. Uh, we talked last night, but it bears discussing again. That President Trump's speech was extraordinary. And by that, I mean, it was a good speech. It was it did what it needed to do, but it was extraordinary. It was the the leader of America, the leader of the greatest nation on earth, stopping everything to say, hey, you guys better pay attention here. And I hope it had the effect of tamping down some of the hysteria, but also getting people focused. And as I said to you last night, and I know I've had some disagreement with even folks on this uh, on this great Salem Radio Network about this, and Andrea Kay is a little bit with uh, some of these others that are, are saying, "Hey, hey, hey, this is a, a lot of this is hype generated by anti-Trumpers." Yeah, that's true. There is always hype generated by anti-Trumpers and, and people that don't like the president. 
But in this case, we have a problem. And so, yes, calm down. Yes, stay cool. Uh, but we have to also be smart about it. And I saw the uh, ABC had a column, and the ABC column referred to trying to delay the uh, the sickness. And it wasn't that wasn't the phrase they used. Uh, but it was basically what we're trying to do is take measures now to slow the expansion and hopefully avoid completely as much as we can anybody getting sick but we need to slow it down the spread because we need to not overwhelm our ability to handle the problem and again as i said last night and i will do this again for you here is a very simple thought experiment for those that say to you uh, well or say hey well ed 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 relax it's just the flu it's just the flu ed the flu is really bad this is just the flu here's the problem with that italy has had the flu all the flus, H1N1, the swine flu, you call them whatever names you want. Italy had them just like the rest of the world. And Italy handled them and had loss of life and people sick and people, you know, uh, bothered. That's true. Just like we did. Except when it comes to the Wuhan virus, which is happening right now, the Italian healthcare system has been overrun. So something's different about this virus. And the difference is the ease with which it's transmitted and the severity that of the impact on seniors and also those that are vulnerable that have other diseases. So you have to explain to me, as I told someone earlier today discussing it, what happened in Italy. They didn't get worse at their health care system. They, got a, they don't have it as Look, Italian health care is not as good as American health care. There's no comparison. But they handled each of the flus, and they didn't have a situation like they do now where they're literally having to decide who gets the respirator, and a bed, and who doesn't? Who deserves a chance to live and who doesn't? And so that's what we're facing. And, you know, at, at this point, we have uh, the NCAA canceling many of their tournaments, the uh, the end-of-the-year tournaments for the Big East and the ACC and the, the Pac-12, everything. They're all canceled. Uh, we have the uh, NBA suspending their play because two of their players now, two, up to two, have the have the, uh, the Wuhan virus, have tested positive. And, and uh, we have, um, you know, uh, the... The ongoing uh, question of whether there'll be any in-person basketball, the NCAA, I don't know that there will be. It's still a few weeks away. Uh, baseball season's around the corner. Uh, just to the story that uh, Noah, our technical director, just sent over to me, uh, Gavin Newsom has instructed, I don't think he's made it a law yet, but he's instructed that everybody uh, cancel or postpone any gathering of over 250 people. And you say, oh, my gosh, isn't this inconvenient? Yeah, of course it is. But the question is, can we do that for a while and make it less likely that this spreads? Because we know from the science of these viruses that we'll have a better chance at getting through this if we can get about six weeks or eight weeks from now when the weather gets hotter and it slows down the spread. But even then, by the way, we're going to have to do some things very differently. I, I think you're going to see that the president's going to move the, the, uh, the uh, not just the testing, uh, that'll move fast It's in and of itself as fast as we can, but I think they'll, there'll be some ideas on vaccinations that they'll move even faster than they ever had. So the, the point here is this. It's a good time to rediscover what your priorities are it's a good time to discover. I mean, most schools are getting, you know, where I live in Northern Virginia, the schools are all taking a couple of weeks off. And I'm sure that's going to happen across the country. Um, oh, let, let me back up what you need to know. So back to what you need to know, the you know, two step that we did yesterday. Yes, it's not good to be hysterical. So settle down. But no, this is not just nothing. It's not just another flu. It's bigger. But here's another thing you should think about, another way you should think about it. In the parts of the world where they have gotten relative control of the spread, they did it in one of three ways. <clears throat> Excuse me. In China, they have nasty totalitarian communists who they said, the communists said, leave your home and we'll arrest you. So everyone stayed inside, 60 million people, and they got control. Okay, so they had quarantine, whether you like it or not. In Japan... The leadership there and the Japanese culture is such that the people in authority have a lot of authority. If you get my drift, they the Japanese said, you know what, everybody, schools are canceled for 60 days. I think it was 30 days initially and up to 60 days. Everybody stay home. And everybody did. And they got control of it. In South Korea, where it is technically a democracy, but as my Marine Corps brother who spent some time there and in international affairs said, it's kind of a democracy in name only. There's still a lot of authoritarianism in the South Korean mindset. They said, everybody... Uh, not quarantine, but social distance. They didn't say social distance is a term, but they said, you know, no more extra moving around, and they got control of it. 
The point is, we in America have to recognize and not fight about it and realize that it's time to get control of this. And so it's a good time to work in your yard. You know, my wife is is raking the yard and getting ready for spring. It's a good time to get your kids to watch those educational movies that you didn't have. It's a good time to read some books and catch up on. You get the point. And here's the special part. Many of us, most of us on the listen to this program, but many of us believe in the Lord and believe in the Savior, Christ, in a special way. And we have been taught a number of times in the in the word and in, in other and by teachers who teach us that it's important to do something called honor your mother and father and, you know, care for your elders to reach to, to, to care for those that are most needy. Because here's the problem with this. This disease is coming for the elderly. It's coming for the people who are are are, are wounded, that, that are that are that are disabled, that have asthma and diabetes and other things. Because if you get this and you're you're not strong enough, you it may be life threatening, and that's the group that's being hit. So it's time for us to discover and rediscover our commitment to our elders and to those that are vulnerable. It's a great opportunity. So what you need to know is it's time to come together. It's time to understand, stay calm, don't panic, understand the uh, the uh, problem, and come together. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We'll talk with my old friend, uh, Ron Calzone. We'll talk about what's going on in uh, Missouri. Uh, we got to keep fighting against these crazy people that are trying to take away our rights. We'll talk to Ron in a minute. Be right back. It's Ed Martin here in the movement. Oh, there I did it. No, I haven't done it in a while, Noah. It's Ed Martin. We're here in the Pro-America Report. We'll be right back. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Radio.com. J&W Lumber's been taking care of homeowners and contractors for over 60 years and is the leader in outdoor building materials. If you're a homeowner and need help getting your backyard ready for summer, visit J&W. If you want a new deck, fence, or patio cover, J&W's knowledgeable team will help you pick out the best materials. To make it easy, they'll refer you to qualified local contractors who can bring your project to life. J&W Lumber, outdoor living. It's what they do, it's all they do, and no one does it better. Only the best for you, J&W Lumber. Hi, this is Sebastian Gorka of America First. Do you have a car or other vehicle that you need to get rid of, but just do not want to deal with the hassle of selling it or getting it to the junkyard yourself? Carsforbabies.com can help. Carsforbabies.com will take any vehicle in any condition, running or not. They'll even pick up your vehicle at its location. It's easy, it's free, and your donation is tax-deductible. Not only does CarsForBabies.com take car donations, but you can also donate a truck, RV, boat, van, motorcycle, tractor, or even a trailer. What's even better is that 100% of the proceeds from the sale of your donated vehicle goes towards helping women facing an unplanned pregnancy get the resources they need in a time of crisis. For more information, visit the website carsforbabies.com. That's carsforbabies.com, carsforbabies.com. We have a crisis here at Toyota Carlsbad. Oh, no, not the coffee machine again. No, it's our huge inventory of new Toyotas. I just got the word from you-know-who. Who? Who? You know. Oh. We're going to have a big sales event. Big, sir? And we're going to give folks... Big savings? Big, big savings on our entire inventory of new Toyotas, all makes, all models. Bigger savings than we offer every day? I'm talking amazingly specials. Low APR financing, factory rebates. But how do I, I... Do whatever you have to do. Yes, sir. Toyota Carlsbad sales team. Yes. Word has come down from you know who. Who? You know. Oh. In making deals, do whatever you have to do. Uh, you don't mean we should. Do whatever you have to do. Now through March 31st, you'll get big savings during Toyota Carlsbad's Spring Sales Challenge. Help us sell over 800 cars this month. Save with lease specials or a low APR financing. Details online at toyotacarlsbad.com. You better hurry because Toyota Carlsbad is doing whatever, whatever we have to do. do. Right. Oh, what a feeling. Toyota Carlsbad. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Tax. We started our company 10 years ago in an effort to help our fellow Christians experiencing tax issues resolve their matters by taking a simple three-step approach. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys that specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We're also a small firm who will treat you like family, not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. 
Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Need a break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? Then listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will show you how to retire in two to five years. Your age doesn't matter. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weekday mornings at 11 on The Answer San Diego. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. And an old friend of mine who's about as pro-America as you can get is named Ron Calzone. And Ron uh, is a businessman. I, uh, Ron, I just was saying, I think I called you a rancher as well as a businessman and then a citizen activist. In fact, he has it would be another whole show, hours of a show on his efforts to uh, express himself and his First Amendment rights and get jerked around by the, the class of uh, legislators and bureaucrats that want you to register and all these kinds of things. But that's not for that's not for today's uh, program. Today's program. I want to spend a little time uh, with him uh, talking about the Second Amendment Protection Act uh, and uh, Second Amendment Preservation Act and exactly what's happening in Missouri. So welcome back, Ron. How are you? I'm doing super. It's been a while. Ed, it's great to talk to you. Yeah, it has been a while. Has been a while. So, first of all, let me give me give me your overall observation in the era of Trump, uh, and, and put aside Washington in the swamp in states, which is what you know best, especially Missouri. But you you talk to folks across the country about state legislatures. Um, is there is is liberty on the move or is liberty on the run or what's your? Give me a little sense of it that because people often think, well, I see the news, I see the Twitter, I see all this stuff that's going on in Washington. Meanwhile, a lot of what affects your day to day life is happening in uh, state capitals. How, how, what, what's going on in, in, the, in the state capital you know, but also what you hear across the country? Well, I'll, I'll be very frank with you. The, you know, the challenge that we have uh, transitioning from Obama to Trump is, is that people have been lulled into a false sense of security. And so they think that uh, we've got a president that we can trust now, and so we don't have to uh, be as diligent as we once were. And you know, they forget that you're not going to have the president that you like forever. You know, you you may have him another four or five years, but after that, there's no telling. Katie, bar the door. And uh, and so, frankly, I think it's a little bit harder to get people as excited as it was during Obama's eight years. Well, and, and the other thing I'd say is... Um the trick that you get lulled into sleep. And for example, up in Washington now, you see they're about to vote on this FISA reauthorization. And, you know, if the president signs this bill, it's as bad as the stuff under Obama. I mean, and, you know, so, and, you know, for those of us that really think this this president is a breath, breath of fresh air, you know, I said the other day, jokingly, the swamp wins more than it loses. I mean, it just does. And uh, the, the $8.3 billion for the, the uh, Wuhan virus battle, yeah, two thirds of it is just nonsense and junk, right? I mean, they're about to pass a quote unquote stimulus to help businesses with the with the Wuhan virus and it's junk right the swamp wins more than it loses and I agree with you that people sometimes say well I'm not going to criticize all of us uh, do all right so tell us though in Missouri what what are you seeing in Missouri got a lot of, got a lot of Republicans on the on the uh, in the in the uh, powerful seats in Missouri what, what's happening well you know the good news is is that there are some some pretty encouraging things like the Second Amendment Preservation Act that have a lot of momentum. You know, you've hung around the Capitol enough to know that it's unusual to have 86 co-sponsors on one bill in the House. Have you ever seen that before? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, un- no, not, it's unbelievable. That's right. Yeah, so, so we've got 80, so counting the sponsor, 87 supporters, and for those who aren't familiar with it, it takes 82 votes to pass something in the House. We've got more than that in co-sponsors. And so uh, I'm very excited about the Second Amendment Preservation Act, particularly in light of the fact that you've got uh, guys like Beto O'Rourke that says, hell yes, I'm coming after your AR-15. And then you've got Biden who says, you know, essentially, I'm going to make him my guns are. And uh, and together, right. you better look out. We're coming after your guns. 
So uh, the good thing is we've got a lot of members of the Missouri General Assembly that say, not on our watch, we are going to enact the strongest uh, protection against federal overreach. Uh, for your guns anywhere in the country, stronger than anywhere in the country. And and it's based, I've, I'm sure you're familiar with um, the Prince Mac versus U.S. case that came out of yes, the... Yes, but, uh, but, but, but walk us through it, though. Walk my listeners through it. Well, the, uh, the Brady handgun anti-gun bill was passed uh, as a result of, of uh, Reagan's um, chief of staff, I believe it was, wasn't a Brady that was shot. His wife went on a tear. And she decided yep. that she was going to not stop until she got some federal handgun, anti-handgun law passed. They passed it, and it included some provisions that would require sheriffs to participate in enforcing this anti-gun bill from the feds. And two sheriffs, Sheriffs Mack and Prince, uh, from uh, Arizona and Nevada, I believe it was, or um, actually I'm not sure what the other state was, but anyway, um, they said, we're not going to participate. We took this oath to defend the Constitution. That includes the Constitution of the United States, which includes the Second Amendment, which says it shall not be infringed. And also it includes uh, supporting the principles of Article One, Section 8 that delineate the, uh, the, the, the appropriate uh, jurisdiction of Congress. And this steps right. outside those bounds, so we're not going to participate in the Brady Handgun Act. They took it all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said that the federal government cannot commandeer local offices, state officials. Right. And right. so the Second Amendment Preservation Act is based on that principle, that the federal government has its jurisdiction, the state governments have their jurisdictions, and the states do not have to participate in federal programs if they don't want to. And so... Right. Roll forward to Obamacare and NFIB versus yeah. Sebelius. You know, part, one of the provisions in that lawsuit was, or I'm sorry, in Obamacare was that states had to expand Medicare and Medicaid. And uh, states didn't want to do that. So they, that was one of the provisions that was challenged in NFIB versus Sebelius. And as bad a job as Roberts did overall, he included a very good provision that said the states do not have to participate and expanding Medicare and Medicaid, and he cited the anti-commandeering doctrine in, in Mac Prince versus U.S., and he went on to say not only do the states not have to participate, but the states can't be punished if they decide not to expand Medicare and Medicaid. And so the Second Amendment Preservation Act is, is founded on those very sound constitutional principles that have also been endorsed by the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, Ron, is the who opposes it now? I mean, at this point, when you've seen the government act the way it's uh, uh, done, you think people would sort of get it. But who, who's against you on this? Well, the you know the only people that have shown up at hearings to testify against it have been the Moms Demand Action folks, and they right. don't. That's quite a, know that, what that, to do it, that's that's the, that's the that's the Bloomberg people, right? That is correct. They're largely funded by Bloomberg, or maybe totally. I don't know. And um, okay. they really don't quite know what to do with it because it's it doesn't fit their typical narrative. It's because the Second Amendment Preservation yeah. Act is actually gun law agnostic. It's not about what guns are legal and what guns are illegal. It's just about who gets to say they're legal or Ill- illegal. Right, right. I think that's the power of it, right? I mean, that's one of the things I was going to say, have you explain, is that you're actually making an argument that's broader, but it's just as effective, right? I mean, what would be the best... Uh, what would be the best uh, example of another area of law that might not be your or my focus that would be protected? You know, whatever right someone has. I mean, that might be helpful to try to explain to people how it works. Is there is there is there some something you can think of or something that comes up? Well, I hadn't really thought about that uh, question like that before, but uh, the anti-commandeering doctrine and just the idea that states can decide not to participate can be applied in a lot of areas. In fact, the Missouri General Assembly passed a bill just not that many years ago that said that the Missouri DNR could not enforce a certain uh, EPA regulation. I think it dealt with wood-burning appliances. And, uh, you know, so the Missouri General Assembly has already used this principle and, uh, you know, on another level, and certainly they can use it with respect to the Second Amendment because the Second Amendment expressly says that the federal government cannot infringe on their right to bear arms. Well, and we're talking with Ron Calzone. One thing, Ron, before I th- before I think to move off, where could people go to find out more about this? Is there a website where you've got uh, allies or you have this up? Is it uh, what's your best one for this right now? Yeah, you you can go to mofirst.org. So www.mofirst.org. That's right. Okay, on the good. Um, landing page, you'll see a link that goes to uh, a specific page for this issue. 
All right, I just got about a minute left, uh, Ron. It flies by, and uh, uh, but so let me ask you this: what What is the um, what are the chances? I mean, you know, these things sound so common sense, uh, and what are the chances if it goes in Missouri? And will the governor sign it? And then the other thing is, are you seeing other states? A lot of times a good idea is something that's bounced around other states and come to, to fruition because either somebody had some version of it or it spreads. Uh, those two things. Will it get through now? And then will there be uh, – is it sparking more of a movement? Well, remember, we passed it in 2013, and the Democrat yeah, governor vetoed it. And we almost overrode yep. the veto, missed it by one vote. And um, and this governor, Governor Parson, has voted for the Second Amendment Preservation Act several times when he was in the legislature. So I certainly think okay. he would do so again. And, yes, several mm-hmm. other states have adopted our language. So it's not yeah. – they haven't passed it yet, but they are considering it in the, through their legislative process, the, the, the language that started in Missouri. So this is kind of ah, like the sanctuary good. county movement you see in Virginia. You know, it's kind of it's yep. kind of propagating. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think we got to hope that that happens as people do it. All right, Ron, I got to run. Ron Calzone again. Mo first. Mo first. Make sure it's mo. It's mo first. M o first dot org. Right. Mo first dot org. Mo. Jeez. Mo first dot org. We'll put it up on social media. We'll get this uh, segment as a standalone link too to pass it around to our folks. Thanks very much, Ron. Have a have a great day. God bless your good work. Great. And uh, great to hear we'll take me. a quick break. Yep, we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Be right back. The Answer San Diego, streaming now on iHeart.com and Radio.com. What's the easiest way to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables? Balance of Nature. By simply removing the water and air, Balance of Nature can take 31 whole fruits and vegetables and put them into quick and easy-to-eat capsules. With just three fruit capsules and three veggie capsules, you get the equivalent of over 10 servings of fruits and vegetables every day. That's a lot of stored energy that your body will love. So if you're looking for an easier way to get clean energy, go to balanceofnature.com and order your bottles of sunshine today. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order of fruits and veggies. Start your journey to better health today by calling one 800 Two four six eight seven five one, or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code HEALTH. Hi folks, Jim Peterson with Solar for America. Look, I was driving to work this morning and I heard a radio ad from this newly formed solar and alleged roofing company. I get a kick out of it. I've got socks in my drawer that are older than some of these roofing and solar power companies. I started in roofing in 1980 when Jimmy Carter was in the White House. I built over 1,600,000 roofs, many hundreds of thousands of solar power systems. I've got the best financing in the United States. Look, my roof started 59 bucks a month. These are 50-year warranted roofs. My solar power system started as low as 49 bucks a month. Same as cash for two years. I won't be beat. I've got the most experience. I've built more than anybody else. I buy better than anybody else, and I've got the best financing anywhere in the United States. And I've just been around longer. Give me a call if you want a roof, solar, a fence, or a backup home battery right now. 888-277-1933. 888-277-1933. These are 50-year warranted roofs. My solar power system started as low as 49 bucks a month. Once again, 888-277-1933. California CSLB 1045872, and 1050133. Qualified Home Loans saves you money and pays all your loan costs with five-star service and expertise. That's why you call us for your home loan. Mike, you recently had a client whose bank told them their debt-to-income was too high. You fixed that and closed it with the same bank. How are you able to do that? Expertise is often the difference. You don't go to the IRS for tax advice. Don't go to your bank for loan advice. So their loan made sense on paper. They had good credit, income, and a lower payment. They should qualify. I think it was just too confusing for the bank teller because they had Social Security, rental income, and even a part-time job. We put their application together correctly and got it closed with the same bank at an even better rate. We're advocates for our clients, helping them understand and standing by them all the way through closing. Call Qualified Home Loans, 888-499-9502. 888-499-9502. You'll get five-star service and pay nothing in loan costs. 888-499-9502. 
From a very young age, I knew that I wanted to help people. I wanted to change things for the better and be part of the solution. Through a lot of hard work and determination, I achieved my dream of owning a private practice known as Transcend Therapy, where we provide counseling for individuals, couples, and families. I've always been passionate about helping people resolve the things in life that may be holding them back or creating pain. Launching Get Mental Radio was just the next step towards helping more people because our mental health is just as important as our physical health. Life is tough, and if you're struggling, you're not alone. We can help you weather the storm. If you're feeling stressed, anxious, depressed, together at Transcend Therapy, we will find real and lasting solutions to your current predicament. To learn more, please go to TranscendTherapyCA.com. Hi, I'm Cecile Ahrens, owner of Transcend Therapy. We truly care and are committed to giving you the best service. You're not going to feel like just another client, and you are definitely not going to feel judged. For more information, check us out at TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. I am confident that we can help. The Pro-America Report with Ed Martin on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here in the Pro-America Report. Old friend of the program, Rachel Bovard, who has talked to us on a number of subjects. She's very good on, uh, well, a whole bunch of things and the law. And, of course, she worked for both Senator Rand Paul and Senator Mike Lee. So that probably explains it because both those guys seem to know what they're up to. And uh, she's not been exposed, as far as I can tell, to the Wuhan virus. We'll, we'll check. But we're in, we're in separate studios, so we're safe. And she's now a senior policy advisor. This is why we have her on today with the Internet Accountability Project, which has really gotten very interesting. Go to the IAP.org, the IAP, Internet Accountability Project.org, the IAP.org, and you'll find out they're writing, uh, describing issues, engaging things. So, first of all, welcome back, Rachel. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, not exposed to the Wuhan virus yet. Also, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Exactly. We'll all stay safe. I hope everybody does. Now, the uh, Earn It Act is coming up. And one of the key issues, of course, we I come out of Missouri. So a lot of us sort of step back and watch Josh Hawley just go wild with all of his his uh, wonderful, you know, kind of questions and antics and things. But here we are now with the Earn It Act. Tell us what the Earn It Act is, how it would impact these issues, what you know, what you think uh, it could be accomplished. And maybe most of all, does anybody really in the swamp, even the good guys, have either the stomach or the will to take on this fight. So walk us through the Earn It Act. Yeah, so the Earn It Act was introduced by Senator Lindsey Graham uh, of South Carolina and Senator Richard Blumenthal, who's a Democrat from Connecticut. And basically what it says is it deals with Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Now, this is the part of the law that gives big tech this total immunity from any liability for what their users post. It's basically what's made them billions of dollars. It's a special deal from the government that allows them, it's supposed to allow them to remove exploitive content, but instead they're using it to sort of censor viewpoints and and thought leaders and politicians and whatnot. However, this bill tries to get them to earn their Section 230 accountability uh, or liability immunity, hence the, the name. Right. Um, by yep. working closely to remove exploitive content, because the problem is there's no pu- there's no penalty if they don't take down like things like sex trafficking or child abuse photos right. or any of these things. And so a lot of these companies don't do anything at all. They allow this content to flourish on their platforms. And so this bill simply says, look, you actually do need to take it down if you want to continue to be- have this immunity. That's all the bill does. Um, and so it had a hearing this week. Uh, it's going to have a markup shortly. Um, but you're seeing defenders of big tech come out and say, no, this will dismantle the internet if you do this. Uh, but again, if we're looking from a reasonable person's standpoint, uh, forcing these companies to actually take action against sex trafficking and child abuse online is not going to ruin the internet. It's going to force more accountability. Uh, we're talking with Rachel Bovard, and again, if you go to uh, IAP, it's theiap.org is the website, uh, the Internet Accountability Project. You'll more about this. Um, okay, but wait, Lindsey Graham and Blumenthal, okay? So Lindsey Graham, he's been a conservative the last few years, I think, uh, for sure. And then Blumenthal, though, is not. So strange bedfellows, is that, you know, is that what it's come to? Is there something we're not seeing? Does this mean it's something that will pass, or is on the other side of this a bipartisan group that's in the tank for big tech. I mean, what's your what's what's the dynamic that we're 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 seeing here? I think you are seeing more of a bipartisan effort to address particularly the more egregious elements of of the human misery that just flourishes on these tech platforms. You know, there's a lot of really uh, serious sex trafficking 
child abuse, um, exploitation, revenge porn, all these things go on on these platforms, and the platforms don't do anything about it because legally they're not held liable for it. And so this puts in you know, a reckless standard that simply says if you treated this recklessly, as in you knew this was happening and still did nothing, then you lose your liability. So we're not talking about a gross overstep here. This is a pretty rational thing. Um, but again, you are seeing a group of senators you know, that are, get a lot of money from Google or you know, have questions about interfering with private companies, uh, taking a step back and saying, is this appropriate? I do think everyone wants to address child abuse online and, and sex trafficking, uh, but there are, you know, they're looking at the appropriate way to do it. But this, this effort, the Earn It Act, has the most bipartisan and broad support um, that, you, that we've seen of any attempt to do this so far. Uh, again, we're talking with Rachel Bovard, and, and uh, I'll make sure to put up on social media the Internet Accountability Project, the IAP.org. Does the Trump administration want this, or is this a, a place where uh, Congress, or at least this effort, is leading? You know, is is leading the executive? I mean, what's your sense of this? The Department of Justice is very interested in. Section 230 reform. They recently held a big workshop, a five-hour workshop on it. Um, so they do like certain aspects of this. Now, you're seeing some libertarians, I think, rightly point out that this bill does have a provision that gives the government backdoor access to some of these, the data on these platforms, and that is concerning. Mm. That is something I think that will have to be addressed because I want to address all these this, these issues online. I think the Section 230 parts of the bill are correct. I'm not wild about the government having access to all this data, and so I think there needs to be a better tone struck there. But to the point, you know, the Department of Justice has said, look, we are trying to address sex trafficking and child abusers and catch all these folks, but we can't because the Internet companies just allow it to flourish. We can't even keep up with it. So the Trump administration, I think, is interested in addressing the criminal aspects that that flourish online. And this bill is one way to do that. Is he uh, okay? And and so we're talking again about taking on big tech. So everything seems good until, I don't know, big tech spends billions to make it not good. I mean, where is the opposition clear yet? Is there are they are big tech maybe big tech coming to the table realizing that they have a problem and they ought to do something or or is this a, a battle to the death? They are fighting it. Um, they recently testified before the committee the Internet Association did, which is the trade association for big tech, said this will ruin the Internet, that it would just stifle creativity, that will actually make the problem worse. You know, so they don't want this at all. They don't want any attempt uh, to, to, to restructure their liability in any way. Um, groups are coming out opposed to it. Um, a lot of the uh, Americans for Prosperity came out against it. Tech Freedom came out against it. Now, recently, know the Tech Freedom president also called for the death of President Trump to die by coronavirus. So that's, you know, a Google-funded group. So you're seeing where they're coming <laughs> yeah, from. Yeah, um, that's, a, that, that's, but, that's not in the mainstream, we hope. But, uh, but wait, wait, but hold on. So, 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 so wait. Some of the some of those groups like Freedom Works and those they came out against it because why because uh, what their objection is it do they have is that objection on the privacy issue and that's they're they're hanging their hat on it is it because I mean with all can well it's not let's not signal them there are sometimes groups in the swamp area that are funded or supported by different of the big tech I mean what, that 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 starts to get to be a bipartisan opposition I guess is what I'm saying right. Yeah, that's right. And the privacy objection, I think, is, is a reasonable one, and I hope that can be fixed in the bill. But a lot of the Internet groups, you know, are opposing any reform of Section 230 because they say, you know, it will uh, kill the Internet. Um, they say it will reduce their ability to work with law enforcement. I think a lot of this is exaggerated. Um, you know, keep in mind, Section 230 is where the Internet companies make all of their money. Uh, they don't have to abide by the rest of the standards that any other publisher would. It's a special immunity, a special carve-out for tech in the law um, that makes them billions of dollars. So they don't want any uh, aspect of that changed um, because they think it's a slippery slope. If we change it you know, in one way, we may change it in others, right. and suddenly big tech has to act like everybody else, and that's not what they want. Right. Yeah, well, and that's um, – that's the problem, right? Status quo has been pretty good to them, and and um, and it's um, okay. So over in the House, it's probably a no go, right? Is the House, or well, maybe with some of the Democrats, is it is is it possible the House will move it to? I think there is interest in, in the house, from the House in, in addressing this, but it hasn't even gotten through committee in the Senate yet, so it's still very much a Senate game at this point. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, keep us informed. Again, it's Rachel Bovard. It's the Internet Accountability Project. Theiap.org is where, if you go click on there, they've got both uh, the uh, uh, updates uh, with, like uh, on press release and things, but also more in-depth on the media, on the key issues, and go there and check it out. And uh, we'll put it all up on social media. Keep us in the loop on it. It's an interesting topic. I, I just don't think the topic 
goes anywhere until something's done. And I think the important thing about what you're saying is this is uh, bipartisan, creative. It's not, you know, dump 230 completely. It's do something in between that and see if it makes it work. Um, so I think that's uh, that seems like something's got to give, right? Something's got to give and it's going to have to uh, happen pretty soon. So thanks, Rachel. Thanks for the time, as always. My pleasure. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we got a lot more. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. We'll be right back. The Answer San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Radio.com. With our high utility rates, the last thing you need is to waste energy. If your home comfort system is constantly cycling on and off, or if you have hot or cold pockets in your home, that's a red flag. Proper maintenance prolongs the life of your system and saves you money on energy costs. Jackson and Foster Heating and Air have been honored as a North American Contractor of the Year for superior service and top-quality HVAC products at affordable rates. They're pretty proud of that award and look forward to showing you how they earn that honor. They offer 24-hour emergency service on every major brand. They won't try to sell you a new system if you don't need one and will never recommend any part you don't need. Call Jackson & Foster for a cleaning and inspection. Mention radio and save $25 on your service call. Jackson & Foster Heating and Air. Our family serving your family since 1931. Call 619-667-4328. 619-667-4328. That's 619-667-4328. The Crossroads of the West Gun Show is back this weekend at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. We're finding everything we're looking for, so we're impressed. It's America's premier gun show with great deals on guns, ammo, scopes, accessories, and more. Some at wholesale prices, plus jewelry, gift ideas, and door prizes. We'll scour through, find the best bargain, come back and buy it. Crossroads of the West Gun Show this weekend at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. All sales are conducted in compliance with applicable laws. You can buy, sell, and trade at the Crossroads Gun Show. Crossroads of the West Gun Show is back this weekend at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Andrea Kay here, also known as AK-47. It's not just a gun show selling guns. It's also just a great fun event to go to if you want to do some shopping. They've got everything there from knives. You can find all kinds of accessories from scopes and ammo. And they've even got, like, really cool clothing and things like collectibles and antique items. So go to the Crossroads of the West Gun Show. One ticket is good for both days. The show is Saturday from 9 to 5 and Sunday from 9 to 4 at the Del Delmar Fairgrounds. You get to skip the lines if you get the advanced tickets at CrossroadsGunShows.com. That's CrossroadsGunShows.com. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. You see it on TV every day. Global turmoil. But these international events have kept interest rates low. At Cash Call Mortgage, we've responded by dropping our already low interest rates even more this year. If you have a mortgage interest rate above 2.99%, call us today and see how much you can save. Working with one of those big banks can be frustrating. Give us a call instead. It only takes a few minutes and all our quotes are free. We're a direct lender and can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing costs. Now is the time to lock in a low rate before it's gone. So refinance with Cash Call Mortgage. For a free quote, go to cashcallmortgage.com. Or call 800-289-5013. That's 800-289-5013. 800-289-5013. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Hi, friends. Marty Schneider here. Got a question for you today. Whose retirement are you investing for, yours or your broker's? Now, that might seem like a bit of a silly question, but I hope it's a question that you're asking. Did you know that a lot of brokers and advisors sell products that have fees as high as 3% per year or more? Now, with fees like that, you might be better doing a better job of paying your advisor than yourself. As an independent financial planner, if you have an IRA or a 401k, it's worth making sure that it's working for you and not just for your broker. As a financial fiduciary here, we use multiple companies and we place your best interest first. We explain solutions in clear, concise manner and we won't use confusing financial jargon. Call me for your free consultation. If you have questions, bring in your statement. We'll show you exactly what you're paying in fees. I'm the retirement professor Marty Schneider. Call me for your free consultation. 800-727-PLAN. 800-727-7526. Ed Martin and the Pro-America Report. On The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Great to uh, kind of uh, hear those uh, interviews. Uh, you know, a little bit of a, a break 
from uh, some of the stuff we've been hearing. All right, let, let me cover a couple of topics here. Uh, I got some texts and uh, emails from folks this morning uh, and during the day. I think I posted on social media earlier tonight, uh, maybe even this afternoon, uh, asking people, do you think that they should cancel the Joe Biden-Bernie Sanders debate? Now, let me be clear. They've already moved the debate from, uh, I think it was Las Vegas. They've moved it to Washington, D.C. to make it easier for Bernie Sanders has a home in Washington. Joe Biden has a home in Washington or maybe Virginia. And so they already moved it. It's going to be and there's no audience. There's not going to be an audience at all. Um, so here's the question. You know, if you're Joe Biden, you want to cancel every debate you can. Right. You, you don't want any debates. Um, so if you and if you're Bernie Sanders, you want the stage and you want the crowd and you want I mean, you're not the crowd. You want the coverage. And especially if everybody's stuck at home, which is a lot of people now, there's not going to be sports. There's not going to be as many events and people aren't going to go out at the same way. You might get a record number of people paying attention. So if you're CNN, I think that's the sponsor. You're going to want the debate. But, well, what do you think? What do you think? Um, uh, give me a ring. Uh, give me a, a, a post, a text. Uh, you can go on, on Twitter, at Eagle Ed Martin. You go directly to me, editedmartinlive.com. You can uh, text me directly, 314-256-1776. Uh, go over on Facebook Live under Ed Martin Live. What do you think? Should they cancel the debate between Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden? Would that be the right thing to do? I can tell you, I think it would be a terrible thing to do for uh, Bernie Sanders. I've told you the Bernie trap that he laid is uh, perfect. He wants to force uh, Joe Biden to have to go under pressure and perform. And if he stumbles, he's going to say, you think that guy's going to pair off with Donald Trump? I don't think so. And if you're Biden, I think you want to cancel it. Uh, So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. Let's uh, let me get another story here. Uh, one of you sent me. We had a we had a pro life uh, segment a while ago on Down syndrome, and as you know, you may know, you may remember, I coached my seventh grade son's basketball this year, and um, I was one of our team members is a young boy who has Down syndrome, and you know, Down syndrome is you know depending on the child, it can be more serious or less serious, and he's pretty active, uh, pretty interactive kid, and it was great. He's, he was loved by his teammates. He played you know pretty well at basketball, pretty good shooter, couldn't do as much of anything, but it was wonderful. It was a great privilege. He's a great kid. Um, we put him on the all-star team, which I was the all-star team's coach, and just a great kid. Well, <clears throat> there is a case winding its way through the courts. And the ACLU of Ohio is suing to block a, a law passed in Ohio and signed by the governor that said that you cannot perform an abortion just to take out a Down syndrome baby. And, of course, lots of people, lots of people want that law, I guess, to go on the, excuse me, want that, want to be able to do that. But the people, the legislators in Ohio passed it, the governor signed it. And now the federal ACLU is suing. And I just want to say this. What kind of world do we live in where people line up to sue for the right to, to abort kids with Down syndrome? I mean, what kind of world is that? And, and by the way, I'm not I'm not I'm, I'm for everybody saying and agreeing that the the intensity of that life for the parents and family is such that we ought to do more for them. I'm not even against government doing more for them. Uh, the, the young boy that I coached, he's in regular school and I mean, he's in a, he's in a public school and he gets um, certain kind of help at school. But he's you know, he's able to be mainstreamed enough that it's OK. But I know the burden. I'm not I'm, I do, well, I don't know the burden firsthand, but I can see the burden. I mean, I really see the weight of it on a family. But that's a weight we should be able to bear as a society. And the idea that there's ACLU and others where they're lining up to sue to block a law that protects Down syndrome kids. I mean, to me, it's just stunning. Now, I, you know, I was down in Florida and I saw Nathan Sullivan, um, his mother, his birth mother, um, speak. She's about 47 years old. Her name's Kathleen Follin. And she talked about how she was raped. And when she, a month after she was raped or three weeks after she was raped, she discovered she was pregnant. She was 19 years old. And she decided to have the baby and give it up for adoption. And she stood there and said it was the best thing I ever did. And then on the video screen next was her son, who's now, I don't know, what is he, 30 30 years old? And he's a businessman and a nice kid. Nice kid. He's an adult. And he said, you know, for people that say this is just some kind of exception that you should have, he said, I'm the exception. And it's my life. I'm I'm alive here. And look what I've done. <clears throat> it was pretty powerful, as you can imagine. Uh, but 
I have to say, I think more and more people are coming to see, <clears throat> excuse me, the cruelty, the innate cruelty of um, these kinds of laws. And they're demanding uh, that something be done. And uh, and I hope more and more states will pass protection um, because it's it's um, it's just terrifying to me uh, that we have that we're having those kinds of conversations um, <clears throat> in this at this point in history. It just makes me makes me crazy. Um, we will be, uh, by the way, tomorrow. Spe- <clears throat> speaking of families, Sam Sorbo will be on the show tomorrow. Sam Sorbo, you may know her. She's an actress. Uh, she's written books. She does radio herself. She. Um, Married to Kevin Sorbo, who's also an actor, and they'll be on. She'll be on the program. Uh, she's got a great column up on the uh, Washington Times website about what uh, schools are doing and and why the schools are not uh, um, uh, not serving our kids. And it's uh, pretty in, uh, pretty impressive, but that'll be good. And she she has written a book also on marriage and, and how to keep your marriage strong. And she's a good role model to have out there. And, and she talks very much on pro-life. Uh, so that'll be good to hear from her. Um, let's see. What else did I get? I got a text from one of you about, oh, just a few, a few minutes ago. Yes, uh, the NCAA has canceled March Madness. I'm not sure that that was one that I acknowledged earlier in the program. Um, I just think at this point you have to. Um, I just think you have to. I mean, in two weeks, we'll know if some of this um, panic that the media has sought to induce is overreacting. Uh, But now we can't know. And um, we, all you have to do is look at the coverage of Italy and uh, and realize how dangerous this could be. So I think I think it's the right move. I I, I support it uh, uh, for now. And again, I think we have to. Um, I think they'll uh, we'll have to you know look at it over time. Uh, and see what else we can do or what needs to be done. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah, that's another one. One of you texted. I, well, I actually had a suggestion this morning. Uh, one of my friends said to me, President Trump should invite Bernie and Biden to the White House and say to them, look, we're going to fight it out here. But as to this uh, Wuhan virus, we need to stick together. And, you know, kind of like what George W. Bush did um, when uh, McCain and Obama were running, they sort of suspended the campaign as the market crashed. Well, before any of that could happen. Um, Joe Biden went and did this press conference today, and then Bernie did another press conference afterwards. So the two the two takeaways, I would say, that are pretty despicable. Number one is Biden set promises free laptops for every kid. Every kid's got a free laptop so they can, what, you know, I guess go to school uh, online. Nice idea. Gazillion dollars. Again, free stuff, free stuff, free stuff. Not serious. Not a serious thing. Bernie Sanders then went and said, this is so scary. It could be more deaths than uh, World War II. I, I don't know where he got that number. I don't know why he's saying that. But again, these aren't serious people. They did something that was not serious. In the face of a serious situation, they really went crass. What Biden was trying to do was look like the presidential nominee. So he was trying to go out first. What uh, Bernie was trying to do was uh, blast the president. Neither one did themselves any good. And meanwhile, back in Washington, you've got Nancy Pelosi trying to load up a bill that should help people in America with coverage for abortion, tax dollars for abortion and other uh, liberal goodies. Uh, So far, as of this show right now, President Trump has said he will uh, veto it. So we'll see exactly what happens there. But it doesn't look like the crisis is sufficiently um, problematic that uh, the people in Washington are going to change their behavior. Uh, We'll see. Maybe it will still uh, see between now and then. All right. Tomorrow night, we will have a couple, as I mentioned, we'll have Sam Sorbo. We'll also uh, talk tomorrow night with um, uh, one of our old friends who's been on the show quite a few times, Ted Malik. And Ted Malik will uh, will give us uh, his perspective from London on what's happening in, I think he was at uh, CPAC. We'll see if uh, we'll see if he had any uh, any problems with CPAC, but he'll be with us tomorrow, and we'll get a lot more coverage. We'll get a lot more coverage, so look forward to that. Thank you for listening to the program. Thank you, as always, to Noah, our technical director and producer, executive producer of all the things we do. He puts it all together. Joanna for producing out of St. Louis, helping us book these guests, and especially thank you to uh, for listening to all of you. And please go to theanswersandiego.com, get the show as a podcast, pass it on to friends and others, and we will be back tomorrow night. Thanks for listening. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Talk to you tomorrow.